uh, both of you guys did. I think you guys are set to get going and get into it, or yeah, I mean, uh, we came out. A, a, I mean, we we're we we're pretty jacked up. I mean, it's Davis Cup, and we uh, we came out hyped. I mean, but you know, that set point in the first, um, you know, if we win that, I mean, kind of maybe steamroll them, but just because we're a front running team. But um, you know, they played good. You know, they stuff they served well. They needed to, and um, we we're just trying to get in points. We jumped on that side. I just thank you, jump. I'm trying to jump for your replay. You all could kick in the chest bump, or what? We jumped. We jumped pretty high for the chest bump, but that overhead. Yeah. Hi guys. Um, what was bigger? In the four set, the break or converting the break? The break. The break's huge. I mean, there's only three breaks out there today, and that um, <coughs> was really big. I mean, we're we're pretty stingy in our serve, and you know we're pretty confident when we're up a break. So um, you know that's what we do. We, we usually consolidate breaks. Um, you know, we're down two break points there at four three. Had a couple of crazy long ones. Um, but, you know, that was, that was probably the pivotal point once we got through that. Um, big lefty comes up, got it up at 5 4. Uh, guys, uh, you, you've, won a, you've won a couple titles in your career. Uh, these guys have never played together before. You're down a set on obviously a very important day. I mean, uh, was, there, was there genuine concern, or were you just shaking your head saying, come on, please? Let's yeah, with it. That's when you're happy that's a three out of five set match. Um, you have a little more time to boogie woogie, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we knew we knew we could settle down. And you know, we had a lot of looks in the first. We weren't playing horrible, but I mean, it's it's a quick court. There's fine margins. I mean, we played um, a similar sort of match against uh, Lopez Verdasco a few years ago. It, it was just a couple breaks here and there, and um, yeah, they were really close to the net, which made it made it tough to. Any, any kind of defensive return. And, um, you know, the ball wasn't really coming down the lob, so that the lob wasn't too much of an option. And, um, yeah, just a couple points here and there. I mean, I, I don't know how many break points we had. We had, I think we had a, a lot more than they did. But um, we'll take the win. Take the win. <laughs> anyway, we can get it. Andy Roddick said uh, yesterday he had his faith in you guys. It was up to you guys to keep this thing going. How does it feel to come away with that first victory for the team on home soil. It feels good to do our job. Um, you know, we're on the scoreboard now. Uh, you know, the crowd is a huge factor. Hopefully they continue to bring the noise tomorrow. And, um, you know, I like our chances. I mean, Marty against Ferrari, he's beaten before. Um, and if it comes down to Andy, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's no better guy to have in that position than Andy Roddick in, in his hometown. So. Um, I know the U.S. never come back to choose it, but I still think we have a good shot. Jim, maybe you can add me. Uh, 77 years ago, 1934 was the only time the U.S. came back from zero to. Uh, do you think uh, the, the team, the USA, is due one? And how does that, you know, how do you get that positive See, I didn't even go to college, so history's not my thing. <laughs> You're self-taught. Yeah. Um, but thanks for the education. Uh, we we came here with a job to do, which is to get three. We've got one or two more matches to play. I mean, it's pretty easy math. 
Um, I think the matchups for us are good tomorrow. I'm happy with them. Probably happier than the matchups on Friday, to be candid. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of work ahead, but history means nothing out here. It doesn't. The only thing that matters is the two guys out there hitting the balls tomorrow in those matches. So there's no books or stories or words on paper that are going to change what happens tomorrow. It's, it hasn't been written yet, so we'll be ready to play ball and we'll see where the cards fall. And you guys can write about it and create some history. Jim, was there uh, discussions? You had discussions with the referee about uh, a couple balls hit that scoreboard or come close to hitting the scoreboard? Because from where well, we're I, sitting, I, I just it. asked him if it. A, is it legal if the ball goes up and through the scoreboard? He said as long as it doesn't touch something. So that was something that we didn't address early on because if you go out and look at it, it's highly improbable <laughs> coming through there without touching something. So thankfully these guys were so heads up that they managed to uh, both go up for the overhead and, and, and yeah, no one got hurt. But uh, yeah, I, it's part of the, the, the play, I guess. If it doesn't touch, it's still the ball's in play. And it didn't. It was really, an odd set of circumstances, but we just wanted clarity on whether it was, you know, if the ball goes up in there and the points over because he let it play. Who got the overhead? Both of them. I think Bob hit it, but I crushed his racket. Jim, what is there in, in Marty's game that would hurt tomorrow? Well, you know, Marty's got a great serve. Um, Marty's very consistent from the back of the court, and he plays very good defense. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a different matchup, and, uh, and David played so well yesterday, and, and it's likely he'll play that well again. So Marty's going to have to to lift his game and, and um, you know take it to him uh, at times, but also be patient at times because it, it can you can easily get frustrated playing someone like David when he's not missing as he was yesterday. You uh, can just seem like he's a wall out there, but Marty can also be a wall. And Marty is not as small and as fast; he's big. And he's long, and he covers the court in a different way. Guys, does it help you to have a teammate or teammates sitting out on the bench during your matches? Is that meaningful to you? Some say yes, some no. You know. Yeah, I mean, it always helps to have support from from your friends. You know, guys that you know we've been on this team with for the last eight to ten years. So it's uh, we know they have confidence in us. And uh, yeah, you like to have familiar situations out on the on the bench. Because you look and you hear the crowd, you know how supportive they are, but yeah. to be able to look in the eye in Andy's eyes, you know, yeah, at a good or a bad time, how much does that help you? It's cool to see him so enthused and into the sure. match. Um, you know, yesterday we watched a set and we just go back with our feet up and just get maximum rest, but mm -hmm. to see them jumping up, you know, almost every big point is, uh, is you know, huge. You know, they're really rooting for, for us, you know, from the bottom of their heart. And uh, they got to play tomorrow, so that's just great. They're just great teammates. Jimmy likes seeing the other guys out there during the match? Listen, I think in a perfect world, they'd be able to watch every point, but our guys need to do what's right for them. You won't see Andy watching Marty from the sideline, uh, sidelines tomorrow in the fourth match. He needs to be doing his thing. Same with these guys. If there was one match a day for five days, everyone would sit and watch. But it's uh, <coughs> you know, the practical reality is we, we need to focus on taking care of business at all times. And if that means we can all be on the bench. Great. You know, it is a collective effort, but I think we have to be realistic as to when it's appropriate and not. Jim, uh, every player personality is different, so it's the first time you've been coached with Marty. Uh, you didn't play in your earlier tie, so what do you need to do, or what do you think he needs to prepare, to prepare him in the best way for the master model? He hasn't been in the situation as much as, yeah. as Andy has. Um, yeah, that's 
we talked about this in Santiago. That's my biggest challenge as a captain uh, is to come into an established team and to fit in and not be the sore thumb who's making things awkward for them when they're in their you know, war environment effectively as, a, as an athlete, athlete's mindset. So, you know, Marty is, is, a, little, is a little different than, than Bob and Mike. He's a little different than, than Andy. He's different than John Isner. And, and it's my job is to find out, you know, when and how to do that. And we worked through it yesterday. And we had a good chat about it afterwards to see if, if it felt right and, and where it was good and where it was there's room for improvement. So, you know, Marty, he likes, to, uh, he likes to, to have a chat when it's important, but he also likes his space, and he likes to be able to have some quiet time. So, you know, I'm, I think I'll do a better job for him tomorrow. So you learn some things, and you'll do a little tweaking. I'll always be tweaking with these guys. You know, it's, there's no perfect system out there. You have to find the right thing for the situation, and, and uh, we talked about this as well. You know, sometimes saying nothing is the best coaching you can do. Yeah. Uh, Jim? Um, I know Freddie Couples here. I don't know if you follow golf or not, but if you're familiar with the Ben Crenshaw. What, what is golf? Is that a game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you play all the time. Okay. <coughs> Brian would be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Ben Crenshaw and the Ryder Cup story in 99, whenever, really. With Ben Crenshaw? Ben Crenshaw. Yes. When, when he gave him the, the big right. the big talk and the big speech. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I'm vaguely, I'm, you're making me familiar with it. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. He said he was talking about destiny. Yeah. He had a feeling the next day, and they came back and beat the right. and So right. I don't know if you believe in destiny or had any predictions or anything. Uh, I'm not in the prediction business. I believe in, in putting our helmets on and going to work and, and playing it point by point. Um, destiny is a real beautiful concept, but reality <laughs> intrudes on destiny by forcing you to con confront the moment. And we got a lot of moments ahead of us tomorrow. We'll be ready to confront each of them. That come. I'm a little more pragmatic maybe than Ben is. He sounds like he's a bit of a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob and Mike, obviously your Davis Cup records speak for yourselves, um, for itself, and how clutch you guys have been. But just talk about how much you guys want the ball, whether it's a chance to clinch the tie, you guys are up 2-0, or the chance to, to save the team and keep the tie going. I mean, it's it's the same for us, no matter if it's one all 2-0, 0-2. Um, it's a different situation each time. And you know we create motivation from um, you know each score score line we're in. You know that today we're out there just trying to get some momentum going for this team, and you know keep us in the match, give uh, our singles horses a chance to you know show some stuff on, on Sunday. And um, you know we we love Davis Cup. It's it's a huge part of our career, and some of our best memories have come from Davis Cup. So uh, you know as long as Jim keeps giving us the nod, we'll be here. Uh, Jim, your uh, your suit is, uh, has kind of incited a lot of chatter on Twitter, uh, <laughs> most, no most notably uh, among uh, Judy Murray, who was wondering if you were channeling Phil Jackson, and I was Judy Murray. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> wondering maybe what the uh, what the inspiration was there. Maybe it's Tom Landry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're kidding, by the way. <laughs> really? Um, okay. This, the suit is what I'm comfortable wearing. It's interesting that people are, are uh, noticing it, I guess. But it's not really much of a factor, is it? I'm not going to be hitting any tennis balls out there. I thought I like the way basketball coaches look when they're with their teams. I thought that would be something good for me to emulate. Uh, these guys are the ones that are there to do the work. I'm there to try and help them see things that they may not be seeing or to give them you know, some support, a little lift when they need it. 
but I'm not out there to, to, to go break a sweat and, you know, put a towel off. I'm there to get towels for these guys if they need them. So, you know, like, this is just this is what I want to wear, and it's neither right nor wrong. It's just me. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yesterday, Marty made a point that on paper he might be the number one singles player on the team, but in his mind, it's very much still Andy Roddick's team, and just that little sense of it. I was just wondering, is, is that dynamic? Do you just feel that still, like this Andy's the leader in a certain way, or anyone? Andy's the alpha. I mean, Andy is the alpha. He's been the alpha dog on this team. For, uh, you know, these guys have been in the trenches, so why don't you guys talk about it? But that's what, I, mean, I, that's Andy's what I think. Pretty remarkable in Davis Cup. He's, I think he's 12 and 0 when uh, it comes down to him closing. He's played, I think he's played 44, 45 matches. <coughs> he kind of takes his team, uh, takes the bull by the horns, and, and, and leads his team pretty well um, at every dinner. You know, he's. He's the one doing most of the talking. <laughs> he's the, he's one, the, he's the one making the playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, he's, he's Andy Roddick. And this is Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> John? Uh, Jim, uh, do you expect to see Lopez out there tomorrow? Uh, Albert was kind of leaving his options open, even threatening to play Marcel, I think, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> I might get in the prediction business for that one and say, I doubt that we'll see Marcel in his angles tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, the way that, that Feliciano comp uh, competed yesterday and, and uh, the role that he's on from Wimbledon to here, I would be shocked if he weren't on the court tomorrow, unless he suffered an injury that we're unaware of and didn't pull up well today. But uh, we fully expect to see him, uh, and, uh, and obviously we expect to see David as well. One or two more questions. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of esoteric topics, destiny, these kinds of things, could you guys reflect a little bit on your uh, Texas winning streak? Oh yeah, we're a good one. I mean, uh, won a few times in uh, the Masters Cup. Uh, played well at River Oaks. Played good at the 14 Nationals in San Antonio. Austin. <laughs> yeah, man. For some reason, we play really well here. Um, Stanford Cardinal ever visit here? Yeah, I won the All-American. This is our most successful state. <laughs> no income tax. Jim, what were your conversations like with Andy? Because you, you've lost in the Davis Cup and come back mm -hmm. to clinch. Um, did, were there any conversations about that over the last 24 hours? Well, there have been lots of conversations in the last 24 hours. And one of the great things about this team is they're very experienced. And they've had to bounce back over the years from, from uh, setbacks and disappointments. So, you know, Andy is fully aware of uh, what he needs to do. My conversations with him are more focused on the matchup and what he needs to do in the match. I don't need to tell him to bounce back. He's, he's ready to jump through hoops and run through a wall to play that fifth match tomorrow. So. Uh, and that's, that's the same with all these guys. I mean, I think Marty was disappointed yesterday because he, in a way he feels like he let his team down, which is not the case. Marty laid it out there. He gave everything he had, which is all we ever ask of any, any of these guys. And, um, you know, he'll be ready to go tomorrow as well. But, um, you know, there's, there's very little uh, igniting a fire uh, that I need to do. Okay, last question, Lisa. Sure, any of you guys. Uh, Costa said he doesn't feel that, that they're the favorites anymore. Do you? They're the favorites. They're up 2-1. <laughs> <laughs>
Right? So I, I mean, math is math. We uh -huh. can't really <laughs> deny that. We need two, they need one. But but we gotta we got to play ball tomorrow. So you can say what he wants, I can say what I want, we can all talk about it, you can all write about it, but you know, tomorrow we got two guys on our side that have to settle it and two guys on theirs. Thank it's you. so damn Fair simple. Enough, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring and cliche and all that stuff. <laughs>